0: And you can live in the day you're a creature that has a name. You have to have a name that makes every moment super charged. Country, that's it. I've been listening to American country music
1: recently. So. Whoa! <laughs> Tell me about that.
0: Um The first song I really liked was Keep the Wolves Away by, what was it, Uncle Lucius Band? Something like that. Do you know?
1: I don't. I'm okay. going to look it up right uh, now that's that's why can we play a 10 second clip in post here <laughs> uh just throw it in
0: i mean and then get copyrighted and then get the whole thing shut down i don't know can i we? don't know
1: how people do it playing music from other people is so difficult you said keep the wolves away
0: yeah, i believe that's what it's called yeah My well, uncle lucius man
1: that's a that's a liked song on my playlist it says <laughs>
0: so you've listened to it
1: before well now i'm wondering did i share this with you
0: no no no, no. this just came up in my youtube recommended
1: <laughs> yeah this is like one of helena's uh favorite kind of songs <laughs> i was good. going
0: i was going for some like country music and then this one was the first one that stood out to me so um uh, yeah
1: i don't know if you'd call that country is it really yeah
0: then there was Hurricane, I quite like. I found it recently by, I don't know by who, but I just know it's called Hurricane. What kind of music is that then?
1: I don't know, but um, let's see. Uh, Austin, Texas band, Classic Rock, Blues, and Soul.
0: Classic Rock, Blues, and Soul. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. And then this one was, I found recently as well, that I quite like. Oh wait, my keyboard doesn't work.
1: Hurricane?
0: Yes, by the band of heathens. New
1: Orleans. <laughs> um That sounds a little more country. But I don't know if that that's like borderline uh, rock blues cl- i don't know i don't oh, know okay okay uh i'll send you a country song and see if you like it that's cool. the only All test right.
0: well didn't expect to be speaking about that today music we, we
1: rarely talk about music right yeah i don't think we only i about mean frost victory have we talked about music <clears> oh <throat> uh, well music is a big part of my life i know that explain i think music is like one of the best things you could have as a free person you know i'm a spotify person and, and just having some kind of app that controls and searches mu- whatever music you want anytime you want but then connecting with music, I don't know. I've always connected with music. I wrote, um, I wrote, a, you know, all my material back in the day at the monastery uh, to music. I, I would listen to, to specifically um, Blind Guardian.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: Which is, uh, what kind of music is that? It's like, a weird kind of metal. Uh, wow, I
0: I would not have imagined you like writing stuff in the monastery while listening to music. It's just not the stereotype you imagine when you think monk in a monastery.
1: I know, right? I was like not even close to a good monk. <laughs> um, what is this called? So, like, Blind Guardian has always connected with my—I don't know—my creative side. Power metal, German power, power metal. Wow. Okay. Blind Guardian. So that when I, how did I hear them for the first? So <laughs> I just remember something I haven't remembered in long a long time. My friend, my old friend Jeff Capacci, in uh, growing up, uh, introduced me to this German power metal band, Blind Guardian. And uh, they were playing at the House of Blues in Chicago. And it was like my first concert that I ever went to. God, we must have been... It wasn't even... We weren't even in high school. I don't know how we got in. But yeah, we got in. And um, I think you have to be 21 nowadays. Because it's like a... Or maybe not. Because it's mostly music, but there is alcohol. Anyway.
0: If you get a Guardian's permission... Maybe then you're allowed to know that
1: yeah i don't know um but we were sitting there in the house of blues so the house of blues is like a famous uh concert hall in chicago it's it's a historical landmark in modern history it's everyone's played there all the all famous people have played there and so uh, I guess I'm really lucky to have, like, gone there and seen a show. So, um, yeah, we're standing there, and they come out. There's a opener for them, and that plays, like, a set. And they rocked it. Um, also power metal. And then Blind Guardian comes out and plays this awesome music, and we're, like, jamming. And everyone in the crowd is, like, just pumped. Concerts are fun. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I've, I've only been to two. The other one was uh, Ozfest for Black Sabbath. Uh, have you ever heard of Black Sabbath? No. Oh my God. Well, Black Sabbath was also a big thing for me back in the day. I, I loved Sabbath. Uh, just like they were, they're like metal. Well, no, Black Sabbath. I don't know what they are. Some kind of metal. Um, but it's very like meaningful lyrics. I always stop and I can't, I can't move after I hear something like uh, powerful, uh, after meaningful lyrics hit, hit my ears. I, I, I just can't, like, especially when I'm reading a book, if, if I read something that is like, especially meaningful, I just take a pause and I'm like, oh, my God. That's that's incredible. Like I'm I'm currently reading uh, Atlas Shrugged, uh, a book by a woman named Ayn Rand, I think that's how you pronounce it, A Y N R A N D Ayn Rand, and it's a book about capitalism and socialism and um, the wealthy, the workers. The conflict of, of, of political ideology versus being a hero, creating something for the common good versus evil profit taking. And, and it's just, and then it's about love at the same time and hard work and, and endless nights of, of unceremonious, like hard work. There's another word for that. Unappreciated, unappreciated hard work. And uh, it's definitely one of the best books I've ever read. It's amazing. Uh, It's a famous book, basically, like it's a mandatory reading for Harvard Law. Once you get to Harvard, you have to read this book. I don't know if they still do that, but I think they probably still do. It's just so powerful. So, anyway, I'll read like a sentence of it, or I'll hear like a lyric. Uh, a, a sentence in a song, and it just like reminds me. It's like an anchor. It reminds me of who I am, and I can't get away from it. Or if I'm watching a piece, a, a movie, and something me- meaningful is said, um, I have to like stop the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, did you just hear what they said. And I think it's one of my ways. Like my guru did this. Uh, he would, uh, he would do this all the time. We'd be watching TV or something. And they would say something and he'd be like, stop, stop the TV. Stop the TV. (laughs) Did you hear that? (laughs) And we'd all be like, because he rarely spoke. And we'd be like, oh, my God. (laughs) We'd look up at him because he sits in the highest chair and we're all sitting on the floor. And he'd be like, listen to what they're saying there. That's that's something. And then it's like everyone would touch back into their their heroic journey on the path and and i think that's so important i think we i don't know i don't know do other people do that rokas
0: um i like that you just said heroic journey because that will relate to my question but for what you just said for music specifically as you were speaking i was thinking i'm the opposite in terms of that because i don't really listen to the lyrics that much in songs i just vibe with the melody so yeah, if the melody is good, then I listen to it. That's like what hooks me. Yeah, well,
1: you got to have a good melody. If it doesn't have a good melody, I'm not going to be able to really pay attention, I think.
0: But let's say before the songs I told you about, I don't actually know what is said in the lyrics. <laughs> like I, I just listen because it sounds good. And I get through a lot of music genres that way. I don't actually listen to the, to the lyrics, but just the
1: melody so you before ever, yeah have you ever listened to music um specific music when you're sad or depressed i mean
0: i noticed yeah then okay how do i say this so several years back i did notice if i'm sad and i listen to like sad music it does make me sadder but that in a way kind of feels good yeah so you do it on purpose because yeah yeah know, that's why i But I mean, now I've realized that's the case. So obviously I don't do it because I don't want to purposely get sad. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, you could. Let's see. When I hear a song that I used to listen to to make me feel better, I do still enjoy it. And I remember. It's just meaning, I think. But when I was in the when I was in the monastery, let's see, I would have some depressive states before i went through like yogic depression but just like in the first few years i'd be sad that i I, every now and then i'd have a few drinks and then i'd feel like happy sad I, i i was like a true wandering spirit and i had no anchor to anything on the earth and and it was like it was a happy sadness i hard to explain but i would listen to some songs uh turn the page by um i don't want to get it wrong turn the page by bob Seeger. that song you may like that song turn the page but it is like slightly country, slightly, slightly classic, rocky. But it's just about this guy, with just a guitar in the background, a little bit of drum, singing about how he's lonely on the road, and he's just like driving all day to. An, he's talking about himself as a, as a musician, and it's just him. And uh, John Bon Jovi, another classic American singer, songwriter and performer, made songs like that, too. Just this like last breed of, 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 of men who walked the, the roads, like took the roads less traveled in life by themselves. Um, and I, that, that always struck a chord with me. So I always jammed to those, um, you know, I wasn't allowed to. I was breaking the rules, but I'd find them on my phone because I didn't have Spotify on my phone. I guess I just used YouTube or something. Yeah. So there's music for like everything for me. That's why I can't have a, a, a I can't have playlists on random. It doesn't work. Shuffle. Can't do I didn't, it.
0: But then sometimes you just, that's how you discover new music. It's new good music for the random shuffle. True. Or well, I don't know. I don't use Spotify. For me, it's YouTube. YouTube just does like random mixes and I sometimes click on them and go Actually, through the songs and then find songs that way.
1: I, that's how I've found like some of my favorite songs is through random. But if I'm doing something specific, I can't have yeah, shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like working out, right? If Bob Seeger yeah. comes on and starts talking about walking down the lonely road, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to bench press. I just I like can't do it. But uh, lately, I've been forgetting my AirPods at the gym, so there's been no music.
0: I have to channel the voice within. I don't know. How does David... David Goggins is against music. I know that. He's like, you need to battle those voices yourself. <laughs> don't, like, drown them out. Stuff like that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm not against that. I'm, let's see. I've rarely throughout my life I have worked out without music. I always called people psychopaths. If you work out without music, you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and it is weird. Um, But yeah, I'm all for, like music actually i just started to trade with music
0: i was gonna ask yeah okay
1: it's 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 a pretty cool experience because in trading you're supposed to detach from the trade and the movement of the trade and everything and and, and follow your plan and uh i don't know it's different uh, I, I only did it uh once friday yeah What's today, Saturday? Yes. Wow. Was that yesterday? seems so long ago. It was a weird week in the market for me. I don't know. Big drawdown again and then recovery back up. So it's like, tough, tough, tough. But I'm enjoying the process.
0: What makes sense to me is when I'm learning something new, then I usually don't listen to music. Maybe I have some... Recently, I've been listening to just rain sound on YouTube. There's like a three-hour video of just rain sounds. So yeah, when I'm learning, I just listen to that to try out any background noise and have something consistent. But if it's something that doesn't require much thought, then yeah, music works. Yeah. Uh, as in, because if I'm just listening to music while trying to learn something, I can't 100% focus on that thing. No. Like, no. The
1: music can distract, yeah. So i wouldn't listen to something if i was yeah well trading right now trading it's like automatic
0: yeah so music makes sense
1: yeah um and then it, trading waiting for the trade waiting for your edge for your strategy or pattern it, it can get boring or in a slow trade you can get bored and sabotage self-sabotage comes in like i, I was in a trade for 30 minutes i think on friday and I was like, I hate this. And because I'm a breakout trader, like that's my technique, That I'm in it as a pivot. I get into a trade during a pivotal moment in that trades lifetime when buyers uh, step in and the trade breaks upward. So if the trade doesn't break upward, I'm like, um, what went wrong here? My timing was off and it may not be a bad thing. It's just a sideways movement. But to me, that's that's uh, risky because that's a time when sellers can jump yeah, in and yeah. say, "Okay, no buyers present themselves, so let's rock and roll." So if, if buyers and sellers both agree and the price starts barcoding, as they say, and just goes sideways up, like the same ticks up and down, I'll actually like stop myself out of the trade. I'll 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 sell and get out and wait till there's actually meaningful movement.
0: Do you think multiple monitors would be beneficial for you to track different different movements?
1: Yeah, I have. You, I had multiple monitors. I had a mo- multiple monitor station when I had NASA equipment. Uh, sorry, NASA, but I used all that equipment to trade with, <laughs> and uh, it was pretty awesome. I gave. I had to give all that equipment back because it was like government property. But I want to get another screen. I just haven't I probably should i probably should i've just been using a little mac and I notice my posture and everything is bad so I've started to trade standing up um I've started to trade like laying down and I've been thinking about like getting a gaming station to like trade like a almost like a a cockpit where i can just like step in and i'm in like a my own world yeah and i'm just making all these trades and stuff i don't know um yeah i i feel that as well so
0: i've been either getting up to go do pull-ups or something similar because i've also yeah been doing a lot of work with copywriting which requires a lot of sitting as well yeah so it's yeah either get up to exercise or if i'm reading something or something similar then i just stand up and read it standing. If, it's, if I don't need to use the keyboard, yeah. Because I've been noticing,
1: yeah. the monks were real into standing. They all had standing desktops.
0: Mm-hmm. Makes sense
1: with a little crank, like a hand crank. Oh, nice. It, sends it up, yeah, yeah. Because, well, you know, for everyone who's remote workers or whatever, um. It will get your lower back eventually because your, your glutes tighten and then the, the, the lower back, the muscles in the lower back get pulled on and get, get irritated from inactive glutes, hamstrings, quads, basically your, your lower trunk messes up your upper body too. And, and everything in between. So I don't know. People like target their lower back health for sitting and everything, but it's not your lower back. It's your, it's your butt and your legs that are pulling on your lower back. So do squats. Yeah. Squats are good. Stretching, stretching the trunk is good. Um, hamstrings, I mean, you tight hamstrings, tight calves, all of that pulls on the, um, The lumbar. Oh, there's a specific muscle inside the glute that gets disrupted. Tensor, is it tensor fascia? Tfl. That's what it is. It it's not on here. I'm not reading that, but it popped up in my head because they call it the coffee muscle. So because it's tensor TFL. How do you say that? Tensor. fascia latte (laughs) 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 latte. yeah that's how you remember it as a pt when you're taking your Uh, anatomy exam Uh, the coffee muscle tensor fasciae fascia something like that yeah latte yeah i don't know how to pronounce but i think that's how you pronounce it anyway if you have um weird lower back pain like find out how to stretch the tfl anyway that's that's another life i'm glad i don't do that anymore
0: you've gone through a lot of lives
1: yeah i was just who was i talking to yesterday about that oh i was just we were at the beach we went out to a beach restaurant uh it was cool where you it's on a pier in town and you eat like on the water and it's neat so we're walking back up to the car and we were stopped. And Maya loves dogs now. <laughs> she loves dogs. She's like, she gets so happy around dogs. And this guy had a dog, and we were talking, and we were talking about moving and where we came from. They just moved and everything. And yeah, that's that's those are the words that he used. He's like, a lot of lives were lived in there. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Um Wow. Well this is a good one so far. We've covered music and
0: I don't know whether Toss the ask your question now, because then I'll oh, title yeah. I'll title it as that, but then it will take a while to actually get to
1: that. I hope the listeners don't mind. Let us know if if, if you hate this style of, of episode, but let's just roll with it.
0: All right. <clears throat> so we've we've said we've mentioned Hero's Journey several times. Yeah. But I don't know if we've actually delved into it the steps to it and other aspects so how about we cover in this episode
1: the actual steps of the hero's journey oh man that's tough shoot yeah i don't even know what that i don't even know what to say what's the question so start off with the steps (laughs) of the hero's journey well the hero's journey is uh wording developed by author Joseph Campbell. So he's like the father of outlining the hero's journey um in books. I haven't read Campbell. He's a he is a philosopher of sorts and everything and I've read parts of his work which are extremely meaningful, but I've never I've never read the book, I believe called the hero's journey <laughs> um let's see joseph is, is this his
0: seminal work the hero with a thousand faces
1: the hero with a thousand faces oh i don't know that one american writer from he lived from 1904 to 1987 Well, oh, he died in hawaii not good for him yeah um professor of literature Comparative mythology and comparative religion. His work covers many aspects of the human experience. Campbell's best known books, Hero with a Thousand Faces, in which he discusses his theory of the journey of the archetypal hero shared by world mythologies. Man, I should read that. <laughs> that sounds good. I really thought his book was called The Hero's Journey. I guess it. Well, it, we'll
0: both be learning something new today
1: yeah the hero with a thousand faces let's see uh some good quotes oh the hero's journey is uh, a biography the hero's journey joseph campbell on his life and work so it's it's it is a book oh by him can you write a is that autobiography i don't know You enter the forest at the darkest point where there is no path. Where there is a way or path, it is someone else's path. You are not your own path. If you follow someone else's way, you are not going to realize your potential. Man. Um,
0: It relates to both of us, huh?
1: (laughs) See, that's what I mean. Like, I read some and I'm like, God. And you always. You always find what you need when you, let's see, wait, what am I about to say? Whenever you find something, it's the thing you needed to find. It's weird. It's, 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 you find it when you exactly needed it. Um, And I guess when you're doing stressful, powerful work, you like always need some kind of reminder. That could also just be that.
0: If at some point it doesn't relate to you, you don't pay as much attention to it. Attention to it, but then when you're going through that, then and you read something like that that relates, then it really stands out to you, which yeah. is why you, yeah,
1: well, has an impact, yeah. Well, I think that's why you always want to be paying attention to life. You, you the little things, the everything, to pay attention to detail, because you don't want to miss something that you are supposed to catch and that, you know, maybe you can overanalyze and pay too much attention. I do that way too much. In fact, someone called me out on Twitter and said, you, you overanalyze everything. And I'm like, well, yeah, deal with it. So I don't know, but I never miss anything. I catch, I try to catch everything. So um, that's a good way to answer part of that question. I, I think our heroic journey begins through pain. We have to, we start out not knowing we're on a journey or not fully internalizing we're on a journey. It, it, it doesn't become necessary to know that we're on the path until we've reached some sort of threshold of pain and we seek better ways. We seek a better life for ourselves or a better experience. Just like
0: the cult adventure.
1: Yes. 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 Is that, that sounds like a, like a chapter title, the call to adventure. Yeah. We have to get that call. Wait, where did you read that? I will send you the link. Joseph Campbell says here, the image that comes to mind is a boxing ring. There are times when you just want the bell to ring, but you are the one who's losing. The one who's winning doesn't have that feeling. Do you have the energy and strength to face life? Life can ask more of you than you are willing to give. And then you say, life is not something that should have been. I'm not going to play the game. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to call out. There are three positions possible. One is the up to it and facing the game and playing through. The second is saying, absolutely not. I don't want to stay in this dogfight. That's the absolute out. The third position is the one that says, this is mixed of good and evil. I'm on the side of the good. I accept the world with corrections and may the world be the way I like it. And it's good for me and my friends. There are only the three positions. Yeah. So, so absolutely. I think we've said that before we, we, we get this conflict in life as the potential hero. It's everything is potential, but until it happens and, um, or unmanifest creation, as you could say in, in mythological terms, unmanifested, everything's unmanifested until it manifests and it only manifests if there's a demand. Okay. So if there's a need specifically, and, um, we're, these these three kind of possibilities can pop up in our our subconscious, or and depending on how we've been raised, what kind of motivators we've been around, what what our circle of influence or social mirror has said, we'll choose one of these options. and And maybe I say this too much, but i' I often say, most people kind of say absolutely not. I don't want to be inflicted with any more pain, but I also don't want to to defend the pain or 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 dissect the pain as somehow good for me. I don't believe that I'm I'm getting out of this situation um, without without a pos- positive outlook. I'm not pushing through anything. Um, Life has truly hurt me, and I'm worse off for it. I think that's a common scenario. And therefore, the hero is not born. No one is stepping on any path. And there, and, and meaning and growth is not only stunted, but it's like reversed. It's reversed. So uh mm-hmm. our mission here is to say that you, you that's wrong you are supposed to look at life differently and eventually you will and then eventually that that stage will come where you start to realize that um, there is a, a way through the pain. I guess maybe you hear it from somewhere. Maybe you feel it somehow, and maybe you experiment. But as the famous quote goes by Marcus Aurelius, the obstacle is the way. And eventually that dawns on you. The obstacle is the way. the journey of the hero is about the courage to seek the depths, the image of creative rebirth, the eternal cycle of change within us, the uncanny discovery that the seeker is the mystery which the seeker seeks to know. That's very, very profound. The seeker is the mystery which the seeker seeks to know. And um, the way I say that a lot is that the meaning of, I, I often put this on social media, the meaning of life is life itself. We're, we're looking for the meaning of life, but, but we are literally living out the meaning of life. He goes on to say, the hero's journey is a symbol that binds, in the original sense of the word, two distant ideas. One, the spiritual quest of the ancients, and two, with modern search for identity, right? Two ideas here. Spiritual quest of the ancients and modern search for identity. And that's it, right? All conflict comes from a lack of identity, who I am. If, if you're a boxer, you don't get too discouraged that you get hit in the face because you are a boxer. Part of your job. Part of the meaning of your life is to get hit in the face. It does not create any kind of meaningful or lasting conflict in your mind. You, you, you move on very quickly from that and you seek to get better. It doesn't throw you into a whirlwind of depression. Oh no, I got hit in the second round. It's like, yeah. And what's the, what else is in the story? Keep going. It's not enough. To, paw, to make someone pause and say, oh, my God, right? Because the concept of boxer is to get hit in the face. So in our life, we don't have that necessarily. We have to define who we are. Until we define who we are, we constantly reach psychological uh, barriers when, conflict, when confronted with conflict. Instead of, oh, this is just a normal part of, of, of my identity. This is just an obstacle. This is the path I'm on with an obstacle on the path It is the path itself. And I'm currently going through that with, with trading. You take a loss and instead of getting thrown into a whirlwind of pain and psychological discomfort, you you have to, you have to, realize that you're there to take losses that that's what trading is it's a it's a mixture of wins and losses there is no 100 percent all win trader it, it's just not even a computer cannot do that so he goes on to say after that two distant ideas coming together the spiritual quest of the ancients and the modern search for identity is always the one shape shifting yet marvelously marvelously constant story that we find yeah we're 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 shape shifting between the two right um being the boxer right getting hit and then also realizing that we're part of an ancient lineage of boxers that always you know find a way to succeed on this quest um so uh, it that's, that's constant. None of this stuff goes away. None of this stuff is like settled in our mind. We don't reach a conclusion and then never stop learning. I think oftentimes as, you know, metaphorical boxers, we have to, or in the case of Rokas, an actual boxer, we have to, um, we have to analyze ourselves kind of regularly. So after, instead of from punch to punch, we analyze ourselves from fight to fight or a month of fights to a month of fights. And for traders, we analyze at least 20 trades before reaching a conclusion about our, our skill and a win rate, you know? So that's, that's a, some of the kind of beginning stages right realizing that we're in a painful experience mandatory do not fight your pain don't deny it don't don't let it win don't let it pass through you you know face it head on that is painful okay and you have to be aware that you're now on a journey right if you if you so choose to accept it and you have to, you have to be able to carry that pain with you, in a, in your pocket as a sort of tool, uh, as a as a mark of experience. Without it, you're not really, not really doing too much. There's really no path if there's no pain. Unfortunately, I mean, that's just the way it is so you discover this identity crisis oh my god who am i am i supposed to be getting hit in the face right and, and a, a mentor a friend a movie whatever something says to you yes you're a boxer that's that's what we do that's what we deal with or you know yes you're a, see, you're an, you're an entrepreneur you deal with struggle on a daily basis, that's how it works. Um, if you rent out luxury vehicles to people, yes, you deal with claims and problems and roadside assistance, all that stuff's part of the journey. So we have uh, the 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 metaphorical descent of the hero, right? So we fall. it's it's the it's the biblical fall, okay? Then there's a call to action um, where we receive a uh, wisdom, some kind of teaching, and then we are called upon to act. And, And this is the ascension process where we, we rise to the occasion to fight the mythological dragon of chaos. Who knows how long we're in this process for, you know, but, but this is, that's the journey. And then the eventual return to the community or to face the father and mother metaphorically or mythologically speaking is when we start reaching some consistency in our journey. And it's like, we can take a hit. We can bounce back. We can learn from it. We can start teaching others. Yes. We get hit. Here's how to take a hit better. Here's how to hit back. And then, um, you know, the hero's journey uh, finds us at the beginning again, facing the people, facing the same challenges that stopped us in the beginning, and they just become stepping stones, or they just become uh, students. Eventually, the the eventually the people that were there in the beginning become. Uh, the pupils of the hero and the hero saves his community or her community that's part of it that's part of it to put it into like a succinct statement campbell says something interesting here mythologies are in fact the public dream that move and shape societies. And conversely, one's own dreams are the little myths of the private gods, anti-gods, and guardian powers that are moving and shaping oneself. Revelations of the actual fears, desires, aims, and values by which one's life is subliminally ordered. Okay, that's a, that's a pretty heavy statement. So the, to take what I said about that path and what Joseph Campbell said about the path and all that and becoming the hero um so zoom out from everything i said you know getting punched teaching returning to the community zoom out and realize that that that's everyone that's not just you that's that's society that's a state that's a country that's a continent that's a planet that's what we're doing here the that very idea of reality and living reality on on some kind of path is to be extrapolated times nine billion or or eight billion however many
0: i don't understand this how it applies
1: um I suppose it's a way to change your perspective because we're talking about the individual, but eventually the the enlightenment of the hero comes, you know, and the hero becomes the sage when he realizes or he or she realizes that this is the way everyone experiences reality. Eventually. This is how, this is how life works. Jordan Peterson depicts that through Disney, and and all the classic tales. um, You said
0: the state and then the world, how does it apply?
1: So those are just stages of zooming out. And every step of the way that you zoom out is another mythology. It's another tale. It's the tale of California. It's the tale of London.
0: It's, it's oh, it the story. The, the
1: the yeah, yeah. The basis for how everything is formed. The basis for life itself is the heroic journey. Right? And why do, America has a very strong heroic journey. It starts with, and it's a modern one of a country, right? Starts out with pain. We're being taxed too much. We start to fight back and wonder, "Hey, who is this queen anyway? Who are we as people? Well, we came from all over, but are we part? We're not part of England anymore. It's time that we stand alone on our independence." So, the entire the entire country at that time, or the entire colonies at that time, were going through the painful experience that every lack of identity or identity loss of the hero goes through right so every cycle was completed
0: and now we're going through another cycle again
1: well maybe i haven't thought about it that much i don't know i don't i don't study current you know politics enough to know or sociopolitics to know where the state of the country is i'm giving i'm just giving an example of the extremes of perspective and the beginnings which are well documented where we are now is not well documented it's not well known i don't think you'd have to ask someone who is a historian historian of those things But what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to relate Campbell's paragraph here to to what he's talking about, to what we experience every day. Mythologies are, in fact, the public dreams, the public dreams that move and shape societies. Conversely, one's own individual dreams are the little myths that are moving and shaping oneself. You understand? So the things that change and move and guide us are the same thing, same things, same dreams and visions that guide all of life. So this is simply explaining another step of the path of the hero's journey, right? Because eventually we come out of the descent by surrender, okay? Through surrender, we ascend into knowledge. Through knowledge and experience, we ascend into wisdom. And through wisdom, we ascend into internalizing the path. And we, we, we end up at the realization that um, life, we're just like a drop of water in the ocean. And the ocean is this one big mythological theater going on. And human interaction and connection and and, and and companionship is complete when we understand that everyone is going through the same thing that we're going through for the most part. And then, yeah, as you said, we start again and then we learn something new and the descent in the fall into despair, Uh, happens again and we start over so we don't and this is something that i've had to realize through experience we don't finish the journey on this life we we finish at some other point but but we don't come to a final conclusion and remain the sage if that's the case you know we essentially that means we stopped engaging with chaos. Uh, but we, if, we are, if we are to continue living a somewhat interesting and compelling life, we have, to, we have to find the next dragon of chaos that is attempting to breathe fire. In other words, we have to keep learning things. And many people have been through the heroic journey already with one thing but what they don't what they might not realize is that the heroic journey is surrounded by every chaotic experience and that's why i say from the mundane to the profound right uh if we have a cup of coffee in our hand and that coffee leaves the cup and falls to the floor we have entered the domain of the mythological dragon of chaos. And when the, the hero's journey now begins again. The
0: problem is sometimes you don't overcome it. Some people uh, yeah. don't overcome oh, it.
1: No, you don't. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's say the heroic, the heroic journey uh, has now led you down to, to divorce, it's something I see. I see a lot in my clients, right? You are now, you are now separated from someone that you once thought life was complete with, and and the descent into madness and despair begins again. Um, and and maybe every other part of your life is successful, and you think, "Gosh, do I have to? Uh, do I have to keep going through this?" And it's it's like, well if you interact with reality on a daily basis you will enter into the warm embrace of the mythological dragon of chaos it will happen it's just a part of experiencing reality you know it 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 is and this is the greatest part for me and if you're thinking about this correctly it is the greatest realization We are born into chaos. In other words, life is the dragon. We are literally in the belly of the beast. That's what that means. That's what Moby Dick means. The famous story of the man getting eaten by the whale and living inside the whale. We are inside the dragon. We are not outside the dragon in some peaceful wonderland. The earth is the dragon, and the rays of the sun is the fire coming out of it. That's the point. The, there is no like, peaceful haven of, of, of respite. We're inside of it. So we constantly, every movement we make is another strike against chaos trying to transform chaos into order and again with another movement of the other arm that was like musashi's greatest realization you have two arms we're not just fighting with one arm with one sword we have two swords in which to, to move fluidly with so we have to take advantage of the fact that we we have, the cap- we have the capacity and the capability to do this. We, we can do this. That's what, we're, that's what we're saying as we come out the other side to everyone else. You can do this. Keep going. That's the idea. So that, those weren't even quotes from uh, his book. Those were quotes from this hero's journey thing, which I still don't quite fully understand. Okay, here, here it is on Amazon. The hero's journey, Joseph Campbell on his life and work, the collected works of Joseph Campbell. Campbell. Oh, okay. So if you're going to, so which one would you read first? The hero with a thousand faces? Man, that's tough. I'll be honest. I only want to read one. I don't want to read both. Which one would you read? Let's let's see what... uh, Let's see. Quotes. The agony of breaking through personal limitations is the agony of spiritual growth. Pretty good idea there. Art, literature, myth, and cult. Oh, I'm sorry. Myth and cult. Philosophy and ascetic disciplines are instruments to help the individual past his limiting horizons into spheres of ever-expanding realization. Wow. Holy God. See, this guy can write. Man. And this is what I mean. You need stuff like this on a daily basis, whether that's through music or through art or your own craft, jujitsu, or reading a book. I think people read so much because it's so accessible. You don't have to go anywhere once you have the book. Like jujitsu is amazing, but sometimes you can't make it because you have to drive to there and it's early in the morning, whatever. Like, and then you're kind of, you're short, your, your swords aren't, aren't sharpened for the day, so to speak. But but reading is right there. The agony of breaking through personal limitations is the agony of spiritual growth. Art, literature, myth and cult, philosophy, and ascetic disciplines are instruments to help the individual pass his limiting horizons into spheres of ever-expanding realization. God. As he crosses threshold after threshold, conquering dragon after dragon. Oh, nice. Conquering. (laughs) See, I've never read his work, so I don't conquering dragon after dragon. The stature of the divinity that he summons to his highest wish increases until it subsumes the cosmos. Wow, what a word. Subsumes. I don't even know what that means. I know what consumes means. Subsumes. Include or absorb in something else. What's consume then? What's the difference? Anyway, Let's just say absorbs until it absorbs the cosmos, until his stature of divinity that he summons to his highest wish increases until it absorbs the cosmos. God. Finally, the mind breaks the bounding sphere of the cosmos to a realization transcending all experiences of form, all symbolizations, all divinities. A realization of the ineluctable void. God. Ineluctable. I don't even. Okay. So a good book is one that you need a dictionary. And in every sentence, there's a word that forces you to look it up. Ineluctable.
0: Ineluctable.
1: Ineluctable. Unable to be resisted or avoided. Inescapable. Ah. Oh. A realization of the inescapable void. See, that's a very Buddhist idea, void. When you say void, it's, it's very Buddhist. But the, the uh, transcendence of space, time, and form in Hinduism is not considered a void. It, it sort of is, but it's also considered a fullness and, and, and a, an abundance not an emptiness. So a void kind of leads you to thinking emptiness, but really the Hindu, the Hindu sees this enlightenment as a fullness, I guess, an abundance of, uh, of everything, it, except it's the core of everything. Oh, man, that's exhausting. Okay, Rokas, you know what I'm going to do? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna have you read the next one. Oh. Because it's it doesn't, it's not enough to come from me. You have to actually. All right, I just I just sent it to you. And I know the listeners will appreciate hearing your voice more because I get tired of hearing my voice.
0: The usual hero adventure begins with someone from whom something has been taken or who feels there is something lacking in the normal experience, available or permitted to the members of society. The person then takes off on a series of adventures beyond the ordinary, either to recover what has been lost or to discover some life-giving elixir. It's usually a cycle, a coming and a returning.
1: Yes. Man. Man. My whole being is like being squeezed from that. When I hear life-giving elixir, like that's what success is, right? For the entrepreneur, for the capitalist. Success is, is, is personal, it's societal, it's, it's generational, and it's life-giving. And, and Peterson, who basically created a meta, meta-analysis of mythological works in, in his work maps of meaning the architecture of belief he went over this um and this is an alchemic alchemic uh concept life-giving elixir and and then the the art of alchemy was designed or or came upon uh, arisen from the desire to find the eternal uh the elixir of eternal life and the truth is behind all alchemy you know mixing Mixing potions, potions and substances to create elixirs is 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 sort of metaphorical for uh, the hero's journey, and we're all seeking this kind of alchemy within ourselves to 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 come up with the best potion there is for happiness. It's pretty simple, and at the end of the day, it's happiness. Um, But 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 it's but what what. The ultimate potion, the ultimate life-giving elixir is within us. There is no mixing needed. There is no, there is no search, eventually. We found it. We find the well of eternal life is within us. That's the yogic secret of enlightenment, is that the self is God. The self is this eternal life-giving well of uh, this, this, this holy water, it's us, or it's our deepest core. It's not the emotions. It's, it's not, it's, it's not externalities. It's not that it's, it's this core of us that we find in, in deep spiritual practice. And basically the, the paragraph that I read is about um, the way of the monk, right? Breaking through personal limitations with ascetic disciplines, art, literature, myth, and cult philosophy, right? That's ex- that's something that the monk experiences twenty four seven. Those are breaking past limiting horizons into spheres of ever expanding realization. And so, notice he doesn't say the word monk. This was one of this was one of my favorite ideas here. Um, you don't have to be a monk. See, a lot of these teachings are very lofty and they make you feel alienated. Well, how can I go through that? How can I go through what Raj has gone through? And it's like, you have to find a way to absorb yourself in art, literature, myth and cult, philosophy and aesthetic disciplines that apply to you in your daily life. And the way I've taught that is with reading, writing, meditating, doing yoga, working out, challenging yourself, listening to your language. Those are the seven ideas that I'm, I, I've tried to pass through to people, that those are the essences of focus, ultimate self-focus. Um, I don't know what is beyond those seven things, and if there is, it it probably fits into the category of one of those seven things, because number six, number seven is pretty broad, um, or the way I worded it, number six, uh, challenging yourself, right? That's that's very vague. It it allows for interpretation. So, I think it answers the question, you know what are the specific details of my journey tomorrow morning? And that's what Zen mind Academy is that that's, and I forget that. I think it, it, it kind of was an exhausting work and I've set it aside as I do all exhausting works. I, I recover from them, you know, and I don't see them for a while because I get sick of them, but, and I need a break from the things that I create, but you know i have to return to them eventually and say this is good stuff this is the answer that you're looking for i think there's one more in here roke well Rokas, what about wait a second when you read that did, did anything make sense did anything grab yeah, you yeah. and say
0: i mean in terms of making sense it does make sense as for anything I, I to say i it just applies to both of us.
1: Yeah. Well, it applies to everyone. That's so fun about it.
0: Does it though? Do? It doesn't.
1: Eventually. 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 Well, well hang on a second. There's a there's a there's a contradiction here. Because this applies to everyone. Bottom line, this applies to everyone. But they're not all conscious. That this applies to them, does that oh, make right. sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah.
1: And he's saying what I was saying. Basically, I haven't read his work, but I'm saying his work as I speak. When I say it starts with pain, he says the usual hero adventure begins with someone who, whom something has been taken, painful, or who feels there is something lacking in the normal experience or available. The experience available or permitted to the members of society. See, I love how he pulls the group mentality in there. And we come back to the idea of the group versus the individual here. And he uses society as the monastery or the group, the society. We're all inside this little monastery called, called society, civilization, human civilization. The person then takes off on a series of adventures beyond the ordinary. Beyond the ordinary. That's very important here. The person then takes off on a series of adventures beyond the ordinary. Either to recover what has been lost or to discover some life-giving elixir.
0: But not everyone does
1: take off. No. We're here to, to help them take off. It's usually a cycle, a coming and returning. Exactly like you said, that word cycle and a coming and returning. Yep. Or death and rebirth.
0: Man. In, in the other link I sent you, I guess I'll, I'll say the 12 stages it describes. So originally, you're just like a normal person. You maybe view yourself as ordinary. And that's the beginning. Oh, I'm then you sorry. Feel yeah, that-
1: I just found this link, yeah. You feel that call to adventure
0: after there's an event or conflict that prompts it, but you refuse the call because of either fear, hesitation, insecurity, or other reasons. And then maybe you find a mentor who can then give you confidence or insights or advice to overcome those fears. And then that's when you actually cross the threshold And commit to the journey so there's at first there's that resistance it's not always that the problem happens and then you go try overcome it sometimes your fears and insecurities may get in the way and you need more So okay stimulation wrong word um
1: well then that could be 24 hours like it can be quick it could be an hour you could deny your own progress for a few minutes and then as soon as something additional comes up to
0: push you further stimulus i guess okay yeah we could say stimulus sure yeah then then you actually
1: yeah this uh, is good i don't know the watch this yeah. little diagram here this is this is beautiful
0: and you engage the,
1: in the journey crossing the threshold yeah road of trials yeah number 5 approach ordeal Reward, magic flight, return, resurrection, resolution, status quo. Yeah. I like that. It's a bit much. There's a few extra ones in there, but yeah. I, I think it's a little out of order. I think return is... is Resurrection would come before return, but whatever. Is that Joseph Campbell's wording or is that this... This I'm website. Not for sure it. but they if you scroll down the
0: 12 stages of the hero's journey they have the like not subheading but the first few words describe like what that stage is and then a bit more so the whole purpose of this website is overcoming addiction so it's phrased in those sorts of terms but uh, it obviously still applies to addiction normal things yeah oh yeah yeah yeah
1: no, this is great. This is a good find. I'm sorry I didn't click on this earlier.
0: Well, is this our hero's journey coming to an end for today?
1: Well, it's, it's exhausting. Like, you can just keep taking his quotes. You know, you have to get... We, for the listeners...
0: Did we just yes. go for
1: the hero's journey
0: on this episode? As in the actual stages of the hero's journey... No, I don't mean explaining them, but actually haven't gone through them by explaining it.
1: Well, only in a simplified way. This is a very complex topic. We could take like four or five episodes on it. You could take an episode for each stage in this.
0: Wait, how do I phrase it? Did you understand what I was trying to say? Oh, no. Or should I try to rephrase?
1: Um, Well, I think I understood, but I could be wrong in that understanding.
0: In a general sense, we had a problem and how we overcame it seemed to be like the stages of the hero's journey. Just like, let's say every single podcast episode we have, is that not going through stages of the hero's journey? Yes, it absolutely is. That's what I was trying to say. So we went through the hero's journey while covering the hero's journey.
1: Well, and it's funny because in the beginning of the episode, you said, we may have not have gone through this before in this way. And in my mind, I was thinking, well, this entire <laughs> show is about the hero's journey. <laughs> in fact, I mean, it's called Man in the Making, about a hero's <laughs> journey, right? You, But it could be called like the hero's journey. I don't know if there's any podcast called the hero's journey. It's, it's, a, it's not a really popular topic and it's 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 why uh, man's search for meaning is such a popular um book for self-discovery by Viktor Frankl and the title is so apt so appropriate man's search for meaning that is the hero's journey man of course in this case means human The human search for meaning, excuse me. Uh, So. This this topic runs through our DNA, it's it's a part of us. And we're always talking about the hero's journey. Which bringing it around full circle to to blind guardian, the. uh, What kind of metal did I say that was German power metal. Um they only write about the hero's journey. Oh, okay. It's 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 like Middle-earth metal. It's it's made about like the every Middle-earth story that's ever been written. They they make German power metal to those themes. Like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, i think that's that's pretty i think that might be it but it's not like harry potter or stuff like that but like lord of the rings is their main theme and they 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 make music around those scenes of the movie and those interactions and it's like it's cool stuff for me i don't think it's a popular it's too popular i don't know I don't know how Joe Rogan makes three-hour-long podcasts. They must have a break in between, but, or
0: Oh, I mean, with a new guest every time, there's a lot you can talk about. Yeah, I guess so. But then for us, we've been going for 122nd episode now, so nice. we've we've discussed a lot. So yeah. So there's only so much we
1: can cover in one. Well it's very meaningful and it's not very specific. So like you take the Joe Rogan podcast, it's very specific. He talks to a doctor about COVID. He talks to uh, an athlete about some specific performance that they do, whatever jujitsu. His episodes are specifically geared towards a topic that is searchable and definable. But when you talk about the hero's journey, it's it's so broad because it it encompasses all of life so what so you could literally take like a specific subtopic and and analyze it within the context of the hero's journey as a part of the hero's journey and and i think that's why therapy practice and and helping people and as a mentor is so fascinating for me and and I really do enjoy that type of work and I think that's why psychology and psychologists and and clinicians are so engaged in their work because they keep they keep this theme going within their clients lives and the client is searching for an answer and they're like what does this mean and and the the psychologist or philosopher or mentor or coach whatever sort of reaches into the depths of his mind across his own journey and says this is this is the answer here's what's going on and here's what's going to give you relief and you know it's 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 uh it's a very special process that once you learn this information it almost becomes your responsibility to then engage with the public about it so i mean we could do a whole structure about each of those things we could do a hero's journey series we could i mean it's just never ending
0: don't know what to say
1: well i will say thank you everyone for listening and um, I really ap- appreciate people taking their, their precious time into these shows. And uh, Rokas, thank you for keeping these things going and staying committed and dedicated to the path. And uh, these things help me a lot because I, like everyone else, especially everyone listening to this show, engage in <laughs> conflict with the Dragon of Chaos on a daily basis it's with a little creature called a hu- small human. No, um, actually, Maya is fairly easy compared to the real Dragon of Chaos, which is uh, the needs of the adult, you know, the family structure, one's own personal time, uh, and then working, for the family working for financial freedom you know own it whether that's owning multiple businesses dealing with clients or working for someone and dealing with the stress of, of the job i think that's on the forefront of everyone's mind what's that
0: how do you manage it all is what came to mind i mean I, I guess the monk training helps but you do mm. do a lot
1: Well, a lot of people do a lot, you know, Um, it's, it's, it's having little time for yourself or, or, or downtime, so to speak. So I, if I get downtime, if Helena gets downtime, you know, maybe that's 12 minutes, maybe, maybe 45 minutes would seem like forever, you know, would just, just rest. Basically, you get pure rest when you do finally close your eyes. It's very easy to sleep. But at at the same time, I think I wouldn't want it any other way. And I want people listening to this who are exhausted and and working really hard. You wouldn't want it any other way. You you know, what are you going to do with like a week with nothing to do or a whole day with no agenda?
0: Obviously, you... You think you want it, but I mean, a week is a fairly short amount of time, so people may, might be able to relax. But in the long term, not having anything to do, then that's a problem.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, a week would make me go crazy. But people go on vacation for
0: a week and then say, oh, I wish it would have been longer.
1: Yeah, but they don't mean it. Um, you know, we, We're actually going – we have a planned vacation. We We are taking, I think, some days – five days, maybe four days. I don't know. But we went through, we did it through an idea of our surrounding business. So the idea was that we would, we would put up the place on Airbnb, our place. And if, if someone decides to rent it, then we would allow ourselves to go on vacation. Interesting. Yeah. And um, we set a price that was unusually high because we didn't want regular bookings because we don't want regular vacations and someone god bless their hearts wants this place for that price for that long in a few months and uh yeah so that we're going to plan our vacation around that and then it's a cool idea Oddly enough, the RV is also being rented at the same exact time. So the day we leave is the day we set up the person for the Airbnb and the the person for the RV. And then we take off and the Airbnb guest leaves first. So then we get back home and then the RV guest gets back a few days later. So we can set up for that because we have to be there for every takeoff and departure, every departure and arrival we have to be here for but you know, it's fun. Like, like it's fun. I set up the RV, maybe I'm driving it around, filling up the propane or whatever, getting it ready for the next client, you know, and I'm driving there and it helps that the ocean is right there. And I'm looking out at the palm trees <laughs> and the sand and I'm extremely grateful. And it's like, when you, when you want to work for yourself, two things are going on. One, you are you are stepping into an arena of fire and overwork for a portion of your life. You are willingly setting, setting yourself up for that because you're deciding to make your own means of income. It is far easier to work for someone else and receive a dedicated set of checks and hours. That's no, that's no, there's no question there that that's easier. So when you decide to work for yourself, you are willingly engaging in a, a nonstop schedule. So one, number one, accept that. And then two, you're also setting yourself up for an extremely fulfilling path. It's extremely fulfilling to say that you work for yourself. And to be directly connected to all of your wins and losses. There is something about that that wakes you up, gets you out of bed, and you're like on autopilot It's it, in a good way. It, you're, on, you're on this fully, not autopilot, that's a poor way of explaining it. You, you're in a manual mode. You're, the game is on hard mode and you're um, fully engrossed and immersed in it or can you can I use his word you're uh, oh, what was that word <laughs> to mean to mean absorbed subsumed <laughs> you're totally subsumed in your work include or absorb in something else I don't know. Um, So, you know, extremely fulfilling, extremely difficult at the same time, but I'm not, I'm not taking on as many projects as I used to. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not writing anymore. I don't write regularly. I'm not, you know, the the, the nonprofit exists and it's working, but I'm not doing a lot for it. I still work with students. What else? Yeah. I've slowed down with, with all social medias. I'm not actively engaging for monk fit and, and, and coaching work. I'm letting word of mouth guide my next client. Look, it's, it's weird, but when I'm done with one client, like the universe sends me another out of nowhere. <laughs> and That's I'm good. Like, That's good. Cause yeah, it's funny. Cause I'm, you know, I don't, I mean, you're doing a good job, right? I think so. I think so. Or at least it means I'm in tune with the universe and the universe is in tune with my, my needs and my, my wants. Um, but, but marketing for coat for Monk Fit was exhausting. And, and uh, you know, so I've taken that off. Um, so, yeah, so I've really just engaged with my craft right now. We're with it, which is trading stocks uh, you know, being a father, stay at home father and worker and then managing the, the RV business and then trying to fulfill a, a, a a bountiful and plentiful relationship with helena so those are the main tasks and then helena is managing her coconut water company and uh she's also managing the rv business and looking at maybe getting another one to increase the fleet and then she's working with maya and, and being a mother and everything so
0: sounds like a really exciting future
1: yeah. Well, yeah, well, it's a really exciting present moment.
0: Okay.
1: I read something in, in, in Ayn Rand's book, um, Atlas Shrugged, which was very profound. It, it said that, you know, if you work hard enough, you don't buy the future. You don't look, there is no future when you work hard enough. You simply are Buying the capacity to enjoy the present moment. And I really thought that that was profound. Explain it. You're earning the present moment. You're earning it to fully be engrossed in the present moment is something that you have to earn. And I like that concept. I really do. You know, after so much hard work, you can actually be in the present moment and you have earned it. And that, there's no better feeling than that. It's, it's not about the future. Everyone thinks that we're working towards the, a better future. We're working towards earning the present moment. That's really what's going on. And being extremely in the now and in the moment, in the present. I mean, that's like hyper-focusing on reality from a moment-to-moment basis is, is like a whole nother type of gaming and then on top of that, there's personal fitness, you know, staying healthy, staying in shape, oh. keeping the organic, fleshy body going. Um, so fitness is all a part of that.
0: That's something I've sacrificed recently because I realized I, when I reached out to the mentor, I told him I'd go all in on it. Because something we talked about before, you said, let you went all in on trading, like anything you done, you mainly went all in on. And I was saying, while I'm young, I thought maybe I could balance things and increase everything slowly instead of focusing in on one thing. But I I I don't know. I tried that approach and it didn't seem to work as well. What worked was really just going all in for the past two weeks, ever since getting the mental. And then slowly seeing how much time I have left to and then slowly implementing other things into my life. But first cut everything
1: out, just go all in on it and
0: then yeah, I'd go from there.
1: That's the path. That's how it works. You, you don't you don't balance everything and master a craft at the same time. It, it, it there is no mastery in in ultimate balance and 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 homeostatic equilibrium. When you have equilibrium, you've gone past the mastery part. Like that is the concept, the byproduct of of mastery. But when you're developing the mastery and developing the skill, you are in an, an obsessive pure mode of, of hyper-focus and attention, and, and, and you remove energy from other areas to put, put more than a hundred percent energy in that focus. So you're li- and, and, and life will, will allow you to do that at certain times. When you're younger, before a child, you can really master yourself. When you're in a profession, you can really master that to support other people. Eventually when you're, that's why school is so important, uh, like, though that those years, young people don't really understand it yet, and it's unfortunate, but I think the most successful people are obsessive on their craft while they're young, while they're very young, um, and it's, I think it's why elite athletes, you know, train, start training when they're three or four, um, and carry it through, so, but 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 we don't have the sight we don't have the vision to see that far into the future when we're younger so we 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 use up those early years on stuff but yeah with 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 complete education and mastery on something it's it's more than a hundred percent effort and so you you reduce um uh, you you utilize power from other other sources and then and then distribute power evenly again, when you've attained a certain level of competency and you can afford, you know, 50% energy or awareness instead of 75 to 90%, so to speak. And so you can focus on fitness and you can focus for 15%, you can change your diet again. And for 10%, you can include this thing that used to be a part of your schedule, but the distribution of energy needs to be allocated Uh, appropriately at certain times of the journey and just like a company that cuts the hours of its employees when inflation is high because they need to continue profit margins um, the energy of a human mind uh, acting in accordance of the will of the body that goes along with it uh, needs to allocate energy according to the needs um, of the mission and if if Uh, Food and fitness took up maybe 20, 35% of energy. Um, And you have to reduce those by 10, 15%. So that power output can go to success of a craft, uh, you know, from 75 to 95% capacity, then that's what has to be done. And, um, you know, it's, it's uh, draining for other people and, and other, other, resources that took that energy but that's the that's the uh, essence of it that's the essence of, of the work involved with mastery and, and on, only those who truly want to master something can possibly understand that
0: yep and can